0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Mo. Welcome to the eleventh episode. Oh man, a motorcycle is going by. Great intro, great intro. Uh, welcome to the eleventh episode of the Stay Up Club. Um, what's going on? How's it going? Hope all is well. Uh, every time I record one of these intros, I feel like I feel like I'm leaving a voicemail on someone's phone. Cause it's just me talking into a microphone <laughs> and, and there's no reaction from anyone. I'm just in a room, you know, but, uh, things have been good with me. I'm happy. Uh, it's been a good year. Uh, life's been good. It's summer. It's a great time of year. Um, what else is there to say? I don't know. I can't ask for more. This is my favorite time of year. You know, a lot of people hate it cause it gets hot and steamy and muggy outside. Like I'm sitting right now. Uh, it, it, I'm supposed to have the fan on cause it's super hot in here, but I know it's going to fuck up the recording, so I don't want to do that. Uh, but yeah, this year has been a big year. I, um, well, first and foremost, I, I got a degree. I got my degree, which is something that, uh, I never thought would be possible in a million years, but I just, you know, I got, I was working a, a job that I hated as an editor and, uh, it was just, it was tedious. I was working like 80 hours a week and the people around me, uh, there was, there was a lot of good people, but there were some real, real toxic people, you know, people that you should just never have in your life. And unfortunately these people were people that I direct, directly worked with. And, um, you know, I was like, you know what, fuck this. This isn't worth it uh, with, with, I was working you know, all these hours and, when I really broke it down money-wise, I was like, this is stupid. This isn't worth it. I'm going to do something else. So I bounced. I bailed. I was like, this isn't really for me. And uh, I decided to go back to university. And that's something that I never thought would be possible in a million years because I, I don't know, I failed grade 10 math like three times. And uh, once that happens and you're in high school, immediately they start labeling you as, you know, like oh you you're terrible at math, so your true passion must be in construction, and you're like, How did you even get to that outcome like that's the stupidest thing ever that that's that's like correlating two things that have nothing to do with each other, you know that's like being like you know he doesn't like basketball, so clearly he's a gymnast, and you're like, What, how, but anyways, I went back and I I just made a deal with myself. I was like, you know what? I'm at a I'm at a different point in my life. I actually am interested in, you know, taking in some new information. Knowledge is power. So I was like, I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna give up my all and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to kill it, you know? And I did. I went in, I killed it, my average was amazing, and I finished it. And uh yeah, so here I am. <laughs> it's my life is still pretty much the same, and I'm still pretty content with it, but I accomplished something that I never thought would be possible and I feel great about it. So, uh other than that, I uh I went down uh, I I got to perform in uh, in LA. I got to perform in California this year. Uh, I've never been out there which was really awesome. I got to do a whole bunch of touristy shit which you know, everybody like everybody that goes down there tries to act like they're a local like <laughs> I'm in LA. You know, but you're like, dude, it's your first time here. Like it was my first time there and I was totally cool with doing all the touristy shit. Like I went down to the to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and and I didn't really go up to the Hollywood sign, but I saw it from a distance and I took a couple of pictures and it was cool, man. It was I was there for 6 days and it was dope. I had a great time. I got to do that. I got to showcase for just for laughs uh comedy festival and I didn't really get it this year, but I had an amazing showcase. I killed it. I was very happy with how I did. So to me, that's not a loss. It's, it's a, you know, it's an accomplishment. I didn't think, uh, you know, I mean, it's not that I didn't think that it would happen, but, you know, I worked really hard and, and it kind of, and and I got the opportunity and I made the most of it. So it's awesome stuff. But anyways, I don't want to, I don't want to keep rambling here. Uh, I just want to get to, uh, this week's episode or, um. or today's episode. It's not really today. I recorded it a couple of days ago, but I've just been kind of too lazy to post it. So uh, I got to sit down with my good pal, uh, Aaron Rye, one of the funniest comedians in the city. I love working with this guy. I love performing with him. Uh, absolutely hilarious and just kills it. Every time I watch him, he just kills me. He's so funny. And uh, yeah, we got to sit down and and just chat it up. We, we talked about uh, his life experiences talked about how this guy met Al Pacino and uh got to see uh oh man you know what i don't i don't wanna ruin i don't wanna ruin this uh this episode but he's got some real fun, he's got some real funny stories and uh really interesting guy he's traveled all over the world and he's got a ton of experience and uh just life experience valuable shit you know what i mean and I love sitting down and talking to people like that and uh yeah I think, you're gonna, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. So, uh, without further ado, once again, this is the 11th episode of the Stay Up Club with my very special guest and my uh, good friend and absolutely hilarious comedian, Aaron Wright. Here we go. Why the fuck
1: would it be between that or Muhammad? And Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for one. <laughs>
0: Like, I'll get home and I'll be like, hey, you know, I sat down with a uh, good pal uh, Aaron and uh, recorded a nice little podcast, uh, good guy, uh, comes from a good home, <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> his uh, parents love him, he's, uh, he's a good kid. Uh, I don't know, what's your background, where, where are you from, small town Ontario? Uh,
1: not really small town, Cambridge. Oh, buddy. So I don't it's, know uh, if you've been to Cambridge. You
0: know what they say about Cambridge.
1: <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't
0: know. I was, I was hoping you would know.
1: Oh, I was going to say, the
0: fentanyl capital of uh, Canada? No, I don't know.
1: Uh, people complain when there's too much uh, there's too much cocaine in their
0: fentanyl. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy, you haven't been to Cambridge? It's, uh, we're known for all the coke.
1: Oh, no, it's a really nice place, but there's just this, like, greasy, underbelly, kind of like, you wouldn't want to go to a bar.
0: Cambridge or Hamilton? Cambridge. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I think
1: sometimes Cambridge is almost even even more greasy
0: oh, in certain ways. Okay, okay, just okay. Just
1: because you're almost more shocked. You're like shouldn't you be in Hamilton but they're from Cambridge, <laughs> you know, almost. But uh oh, I've seen some yeah, some crazy things.
0: What uh when did you move to Toronto?
1: Uh 6 years ago, probably.
0: Oh wow, okay. Was it an oh. adjustment? Did you feel like it was a bit of a
1: I I yeah, I didn't like uh I think when I first moved here, I kind of went back every, week, every weekend and then every other weekend and then another, you know. And then you just stopped. And then I just stopped. And the one day I came back, came back to Toronto, I was like, oh, it's good to be back. And I was like, yeah. I, I live here now.
0: <laughs> you know? I just love it. And you have family there and stuff. And- In Cambridge, yeah. Yeah. But nice. just, yeah. That's cool, man. Dude, so what, uh, you know what? How do- I never know how to start these things. So let's start with this. Who is Aaron Rye? oh wow it's <laughs> a deep question <laughs> loaded question
1: <laughs> oh my god i thought you're like yeah some people talk about work it's like who are you as yeah. a person uh i don't know honestly i have no idea i've always been like i've had over 30 jobs
0: nice so if okay. like
1: people say like work defines you kind of thing yeah then i have no idea what I've. Mean. holy shit 30 <laughs> I mean, jobs at least probably well,
0: what are some of these jobs
1: i've been like a tour guide i've been uh recently i've done uh been a roadie like a stagehand is what i do now okay. i was a dj on a cruise ship for five years <laughs> sure. uh, it was like activities, like we did activities and we did like bingo calling and karaoke and stuff like that okay uh we did you know there's just so many especially growing up in cambridge i worked at the african lion safari i was an umpire i worked at a canadian oh, yeah, I love that company, place the hostess frito-lay <laughs> like I, we worked at the hostess frito-lay <laughs> on the weekends 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., like when I was in high school, and yeah. just made bank. But it, you go in there, and you have to clean the machines Oh, after they've made all the chips. Oh, my God. So you put on these, like, Tyvek suits and just crawl up in the roof <laughs> and just clean out all the fucking— For frito The things the chips run through. Oh, shit. It was hell. Frito-Lay, I guess,
0: is the bigger company, right? It's, like, the umbrella?
1: They're owned by—no, the umbrella is, like, Pepsi.
0: Oh, okay, and okay. They own like,
1: Quaker and everything. So you go into their warehouse, and there would yeah. be nobody there on the weekends except for, like, the stoner— Kids who clean the fucking <laughs> machines. So we go into the warehouse with these, like, hooks that you're you're supposed to drag skids with. Yeah. And you just slash open a bo- random box and,
0: like, hot rods would pour out. And we just be like, oh. Or, like, granola bars or yeah. whatever, you know? So and, Frito-Lay's under that. But there is some, isn't there, isn't Frito-Lay, like, Lay's? That's Lay's, right? Oh, yeah, Lay's.
1: They make Lay's. They make Miss Vicky's. They make all the fucking oh party God, mix buddy. and everything.
0: That's amazing. That's a wicked job.
1: Oh, it was When when I was in high school You go there on a Thursday They have like a company sale yeah. And you get 40 bags of chips for $2 oh And you just god. throw them into a garbage bag Like I'd buy like 5 boxes of chips Throw them in a garbage bag yeah. Just in time to get back to high school The back parking lot of my high school yeah. And everybody would be coming out of the woods all stoned Like <laughs> oh my god i just have the trunk open And there'd be Gatorade and fucking Like everything You're chips. like Santa Claus Yeah They'd just be like oh my god I remember they, they gave out like 100 bags of Cracker juice. Jacks once yeah. for a dollar.
0: Oh my. And they'd just God. be like,
1: you just be buying stuff, like anything. That's such an excessive amount of
0: uh, anything, really.
1: <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> like... obscene. And I would ride on my bike to my friend's house or to like a park where my buddies would hang out. And yeah. I'd just pull up and just like an armful for five bucks. And everybody'd just be like, <laughs> Dropping stuff I'm like, oh, that doesn't count. They're like, oh, come on,
0: man. I'm like, no, I got like two
1: garbage bags full of chips. Just being no. So
0: you sold it back to the kids and you made some well, bank.
1: Sometimes, yeah, I was making good money, but all the money I ever made, I spent on stupid stuff. You know, like <laughs> CDs or candy or yeah, ju- that's like kind of cool. Food. That's passion. You know? CDs,
0: I can get on board. Yeah, candy. I, uh, it's high school. You know what I mean? So that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I save my money to travel now. Usually,
0: and just, where where did you? What was like the first destination that you were like? I gotta go to this place.
1: Uh, I liked. I always wanted to go back to Europe. When I when I was a kid, my parents travel a lot, and Mm -hmm. my parents uh, traveled when they were younger, kind of thing. So they got married in Kenya, and they lived in Nairobi and stuff. My grandparents lived in Nairobi, and it was like, you know, I always wanted to travel. Every
0: you were were you born there? No, no. I was born born in
1: Oshawa, (laughs) at
0: Oshawa general,
1: so and then I moved to Cambridge.
0: That's so much uh, less uh, majestic. Oh, it's terrible. You know? I'm just glad we got
1: out, you know?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Moved to a lesser, greasier Ontario. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Damn.
1: But, but yeah, we always travel. We go on trips, like shoestring (laughs) trips, though, you know? What do you mean? Stay in, like, a bed and breakfast, or, you like, you pretend that there was only two people staying in a room. Oh. And then, like, the four of us would, like, sleep. And, like, I'd yeah. sleep on the floor or something. Yeah. So, well,
0: you got to though, right? Yeah, if you're... stuff like that. How big is it? You have a big family? Like, no, no, just one siblings? sister. Oh, shit. Okay. So. That's all right. So that's manageable, you know? It's easier
1: to travel that way. But yeah. But I still don't know how they did it. And even when I got older, I was just started to appreciate how much it costs to go anywhere. Yeah. And to do anything. And you're just like, oh, damn. You're, like, kind of spoiled, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: And you're complaining at the time when you're a kid. Oh, I got to oh, yeah. sleep on the floor with sis. Fuck.
1: Well, especially in England or somewhere where everything's like twice the price and it's the oh, same, my God, same yeah. value and stuff.
0: What would you say was your favorite place?
1: Uh, just from like, um, there's, a, there's a lot of different places. I like, I like scenery. Yeah. So like Iceland is cool. New Zealand. Nice. Those okay. places I got to go to. But only for like, I don't know. Somebody always controls your time. When you mm. work on when you work on a ship, or your home can float away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you never you go places, and you see things, but then you're like, oh, it's four o'clock. Oh, we got to really? go. You know, yeah. You never yeah. get to like expl like really explore. But then at the end of the day, it's like, do you want to be out in the freezing cold, or do you want to go eat some soup and <laughs> watch a movie? Or yeah, something, yeah, you know? that makes sense. People like the cruising thing. It's a, I think it's a, it's a, kind of a disaster. But <laughs> <it's
0: terrible. laughs> Why? Why do you say that?
1: Oh, it's slavery. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, like it, what from the? It's like a microcosm of the world when you see it. For it, real. Closer, move it oh, closer. when you see it for real, like yeah, um, yeah. It's like I went on. a I went with my girlfriend and her family last year for her father's like 60th birthday on the on the. It's like one of the biggest ships in the world. Oh, the shit. Oasis of the Seas or
0: whatever. Oh yeah, They're yeah. The surfing I've heard of that. wave
1: and all this shit. A bar on an elevator that goes up and down and yeah. stuff. And you just see like people make nothing, like three hundred bucks a month.
0: Oh and they work
1: God. like 18 hour days and they're That's like insane. always have to be happy and yeah. helping people and doing stuff. And it's nice that they make money and they go home and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like you're there. They take your passport right when you get there. And you're just like, you can't go home until you, the end of your. Like, I would do four months, three month contracts. Yeah. And at the end, I'm like, I want to go. I want to leave. And I'll be like, all right. And the whole time, all I'd be doing is like calling bingo games. And, no. you know, I wasn't sorting garbage in this like in a pit mm-hmm. or like. You know, cutting, like, hundreds of thousands of p- potatoes or something. Oh, my you know?
0: God. So, so like, w- like, w- why did they take your passport, though? Why can't you keep it with you? They think people are going to run, I guess. And it, it does that... Add... Well, I guess you work in that job. Do you see that happening in the middle of just, like, your three-month contract? You're like, fuck this, I'm out. I, I wouldn't do it
1: just because it's kind of like a cop-out. Yeah, of course. You know, but yeah. there's pe- there's stories that I've heard of people, like... They'll get um their contract will get extended without them knowing. So they'll be like, Oh, they're already they're telling everyone they know they're going home and then they just like they find out when they go to get paid or something, they're like, Oh no, you're you're extended like another month or can two. Can they do that? They can do whatever they want. What? Like it's crazy. All every ship's like registered in like Lagos or they're oh, registered in Panama or they're what? registered in countries that are like in Nassau or somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. That don't so, necessarily have the same laws. Yeah,
1: the courts that they would have to go through are like Probably financed by them or whatever. It's greasy.
0: Damn, dude, I had no idea.
1: But when you, it's like everything. It sucks. It's sad. Well, I mean,
0: any job you can quit, but that, it just sounds like it's like like you're being enslaved. Like you're. Wow, that's,
1: I don't know. It's tough because I love to travel, Yeah, but I was always like, why is everybody mad at me or why is people staring at me, you know? Yeah. you just like walking around. Like my sister used to live in real Mexico, like in Monterey. Yeah. So we would go there and I'd only been to the tourist places and I'd walk into a store and just like buy a beer and open it up and like walk down the street. My <laughs> sister's like, this isn't Cancun. Like you can't just walk around drinking beers. <laughs> and I look around and everybody's staring at me. Cause I'm like that guy, and you yeah. know how you always say like you pride yourself on not being that tourist guy. Yeah, I'm the fucking guy. I've always <laughs> been that guy, like guy smoking a stogie in like a in like a Wendy's and <laughs> somewhere, yeah. you know. And they're just like, "What are you doing?" It's like it's fucking Cancun. Get out of my face. Who are you? <laughs> you know, in fucking. Oh yeah, or somewhere. <laughs> but oh the, man. Yeah, that's what it is, and you. Like, I went to, recently I went to Manila, and I went to um, uh, Bali. Yeah. To Indonesia. Yeah. And you're thinking, like, I, did, I don't know what Eat, Pray, Love is or any of this stuff. Like, yeah. these movies, these, like, every girl who likes yoga goes to Bali now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I so I was, like, that, thinking yeah.
1: it's going to be, like, the Caribbean or something. I don't really read up on it. I didn't really realize there was, like, millions of people that live on this tiny island. Yeah. So we get there, and it's so crowded, and there's so much, so many people, you know? yeah and it's like australia's cancun
0: is it safe
1: it's yeah it's safe it's just you know it's busy yeah and it's big there's like a lot going on
0: is the economy good like are people poor over there People they're
1: super poor like the people are crazy poor
0: oh, but man. the
1: tourists are super rich and the well yeah. com- in comparison you know yeah so well, you feel like i don't know and you're there bartering and everybody's bartering with these with- with people, and they're just like, "No, no, 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 I want it for five bucks, you know and they're just like, "Damn, this guy is like you know
0: well, t- you know what
1: malnourished
0: <laughs> in there, in, in the tourists' defense, I feel like some of these countries tend to really overcharge and try to capitalize on the tourists having money, like when I was in Jamaica, I remember uh they would just like you know you'd go to these little um not the not the gift shops, but the actual like little huts and shops that they have like set up on the side of the road, and that's where I got my souvenirs. But you go and you'd see this nice, nice like uh, I don't know uh, thing that they made of wood, like a little a mask or something. And you're like, man, that's cool. How much is that? It's like two hundred dollars, man. And You're like, I'm not giving you two hundred bucks. And by the time you walk away, it's like twenty bucks. And you're like, that is insane that I got you to go from two hundred to twenty. You know, oh, yeah. so. I think that's probably where the mentality comes. I think some kid's getting beat up. Yeah, there's a playground. I don't know what's going on. Here.
1: The best. Just... Oh, it's the worst. You hear these, like, fans like,
0: Douglas, Douglas, no. No, don't do that, you know?
1: <laughs> parents are terrified.
0: You just look outside. Some kid's in an arm bar. He's tapping out. It's like, stop. Oh, yeah. So well, that's crazy, man. Yeah, the
1: one thing I, I always, um, that always shocks people when you're traveling, it's like, I don't want it. And they'll just keep dropping the price and dropping the price, and they oh, don't realize yeah. that you don't like stuff. Yeah. And like you don't need any more stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I have
1: a blow dart gun I've never used. You know? <laughs> oh, I got all man. this stuff. The guy's like, oh, I got this and this. So it's like, I've seen everything, you yeah. know? And I don't want anything i don't want stuff yeah yeah it's like when you live in a like a small apartment or something you just don't need any more stuff no of course i have all these like bongo drums and masks (laughs) and like stupid stuff like ashtray like middle finger ashtrays (laughs) and stuff and you're like okay i'll bust this out and then you get like you move in with a girl and she's just like no yeah (laughs) uh... why why don't girls like scarface posters you know (laughs) like that's what i want to know
0: but i'm just looking up dude these are i'm looking up for here these are the masks Oh, yeah, those, believe...
1: those are the ones she approved i got i got boxes of them <laughs> oh, i no. do i got tons she just my... let
0: you put on the seven best masks that you have well
1: they just fit well yeah and i had do. to like you know i just can't stare at blank walls i hate it yeah i need to like look at something yeah but it's all just like distractions you well, know that's course. what i realized too after a while it's like you have all this stuff and you like cherish your stuff and then you lose some of some of your stuff, or some of your stuff gets stolen, or some of you're like devastated. Yeah, you know, and you're like, well, I'm still alive. you yeah. know?
0: In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really, it doesn't mean anything, right? But, like, yeah. it's like
1: you piss off some people in Jamaica, or so not really piss them off, but they're like,
0: come on, boy, buy this.
1: I'm like, I don't want it. It's like it's a gift. I'm like, nothing's free. It's like, come on, you don't need anything. It's like, no, I don't need anything. It's like, come on, you need something. You know, it's like I'd love to just lay on the beach and do nothing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I remember I got into it. Cause I got ripped off like three times in one day, Jamaica. Aww. Cause like, I was like, Oh, how do I get to this beach? He's like, Oh, you gotta, it's a be a drive about $10. I was like, all right, $10 jump in the car. <laughs> no, <laughs> Everybody just said, meet at this beach. I was like, you only get me once, you know? And then I give them the money and then I go into the place and they're like, Oh, it's $10 to get on the beach. I'm like, yeah. You know, you got to pay to get on the beach, and then you go to sit down. And I just lay my towel out in the sand, and the guy, the chair guy, comes, and he's like, "Hey, well, you want to buy a chair? You want to a chair?" And I'm like, "No, I don't need a chair. I like laying in the sand." He's like, "Oh, come on, you need a chair." I was like, "I don't need a chair, man." <laughs> and then I just like he bullied you into a chair. Oh yeah, I was like, "I don't need a fucking chair, man." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, you are breathing the air. That's a breathing the air tax." And yeah. He's like, "Yo, you cuss me.
0: Oh. You costing me." I was like, "No, nah, man.
1: I just want to lay here, you know." But people like, I don't know when you're like, I don't have any money. I was there working on the ship. I got two hours to go and lay down in the sand yeah, yeah. and then go back. But I understand, like you understand the
0: hustle. Of course, of course.
1: But I also think that it'd be nice. I don't know. Aside from like hurricanes and things, it'd be nice to have fruit growing around.
0: What do you mean it, like in In
1: Jamaica they have like fruit that grows wild and stuff yeah. but the life is
0: hard. Dude, it's so hard. It's so hard down there. Yeah, what part of Jamaica did you go? Montego Bay?
1: I went to like Montego Bay. I went to um Negril. Nice. I went to uh oh, where's the place with the Duns River Falls? Ocho Rios. Ocho Rios yeah. and we went to another place where where Usain Bolt's from. I forget um, the name of the name of the place. St <clears throat> St Anne or no, St something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Anyways, think I but always I just like for day trips, I never, I've never been there to visit.
0: Did you ever go to that right. the Luminous Lagoon? Did you ever check that out?
1: No, is it like
0: uh, yeah, yeah, close at night? Yeah, oh, that's cool, dude. It was nuts. I yeah. checked it out when I was there because I've only been once, right? And we did like a little day excursion where we went to Dunn's River Falls during the day, and then at night we went uh, and we just watched this. So you kind of we showed up, I guess, a little bit early. But then you can't go out and see the water glow during the day, obviously, right? So you got to wait until the sun sets. So while you're waiting for the sun to set, they have this stage set up, and these four dancers, these two guys and these two girls, and they literally danced for, like, a solid two hours nonstop, like, nonstop. Like, there wasn't intermissions, there wasn't a break, and they were sweating so hard. And I was like, oh, man, I feel so bad for them, you know? But, I mean, they killed it. I've never seen such a good performance in my life, but you're... You're like, and then it makes you think about your life and you're like, man, who the fuck am I, you know? I'm sitting here and just paying my way through this shit, but in reality, it's like, I don't deserve, this guy deserves to be in my seat. I don't deserve it. I'm just gonna go back to Toronto and fucking eat Wendy's, you know, <laughs> and just go on about my life, but it's not really, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I mean, obviously I work hard and, and I try to, you know, do things with my life, but you just, Look at the hustle that they have over there, and you're like, if I was in that situation, it would be so much different, you know? Yeah.
1: So. I mean, you don't know what you got to do until you got to do it, I guess. Yeah. But we have this, like, laziness, malaise that people yeah. have here. And that's why I think people – a lot of people have – are more depressed now because they're not doing as much. Yeah. And they're just like – I just yeah. saw, I saw a picture. It was like a sign that said, you're not bored, you're boring yeah and it's like people are yeah. like i'm bored it's like no you're
0: fucking boring man do
1: something you know but then at the end of the day it's like i go on a mill, i go on trips all the time you know and i come back and you still got to come home to your life yeah you can't just run away like everybody has to eventually yeah. it's like forrest gump running you know it's like <laughs> yeah. eventually you just stop running and you're like oh god i guess i gotta do some work now you know yeah, I, gotta I gotta work on my you know it's tough because you, I always thought if you just went on a bunch of trips, you'd have, like, this moment, this aha moment. Yeah, yeah. But it's just you learn that it's more life experience than it is, like, a singular moment that's, like, yeah. that makes you realize something. Do you think it's possible, you know?
0: though, to kind of just live that life forever? Like to... I know people that do. Yeah.
1: But you either have to become really healthy or really unhealthy. Because I don't think there's people who can tread the line in the middle. And if I meet somebody like that, I'm very impressed.
0: Like in what way? Like like people
1: sense? people will like – you'll see them just – you know, I used to – I only did it for like five years. But I would go back like two years. I'd meet up with somebody that I hadn't seen. Yeah. And they'd be roughed out. They Because they smoke and they drink like they're like 18. Like night, yeah. You know, and they just think they can just keep going and they're like 42 or fit, uh, like 45. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, holy shit, dude. You look so bad. Yeah. You know? So then you have to like you know, drink green tea and I don't know, like run and just do like like exercise.
0: Is there gyms but, over there? Like on those curses? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, man. You have like gyms, you have all this stuff. You have like a running track that goes around the thing. Oh shit. Like four times around is like a mile or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They have all kinds of stuff, you know. The one I had like a, a key, the one the one contract to like um like this spa and it had heated rock beds. And we were like sailing in like what with like glaciers and stuff in Greenland. Oh, we were like God. laying on this heated rock bed, like cruising past glaciers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, this is amazing. Dude, but that's you unreal. have to go and do stuff. You have to like, you know, you got to call bingo games, which is hell. Yeah. Like people, you're just like trying to be funny, like, oh how about this? Thing? And somebody's like, call the numbers. Yeah. You know? That? And the oh the best was calling calling out a bongo when somebody thought they won money. Like the one time we had a it was like six hundred and eighty bucks. And the oh, guy was just shit. like, I won. I was like, You didn't win. You yeah. Know? And he's like, he was all devastated. And instead of just being like I I was totally nice to him, yeah. Of but course. then when he walked away, because everybody was super excited that they wanted the one, the next number was going to win. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, "We got a bongo," <laughs> and the guy wrote, and everybody cheered, and the guy wrote this like horrible comment about me. He's like, oh. "You tell Billy Bingo Bongo." I don't like being made <laughs> made fun of in front of my <laughs> friends and family and all this stuff. Like
0: I embarrassed them. <laughs> But, so you really gotta be like uh, on your best behavior, like you can. You have
1: you can't say anything about anything, and that's why I don't know. But I've always been the type of person who doesn't ask a lot of questions. No, of course, of people because I don't know where they're from and who they are. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, but out there is like I just you'd say anything, like oh, um, anybody getting married this week? Like yeah. I'd have to warm up the crowd before uh, before the like the opening show. Yeah, so I just do like. They had to like do a sing-along and shit to like King of the Road and like do like that every week, you know? But you – You get tedious. You're eating steaks, you
0: know? You're hanging out. You're doing nothing. You're You're living the life.
1: Yeah, you live the life. But at the end of the day, it's like this sucks, you know? Yeah.
0: It's not fulfilling. I mean it is I guess in in some aspects. But you know what I think the problem is? I think people tend to go to these places with uh, a North American mentality. So, people will go to Jamaica, people will go to Malaysia, people will go to Thailand, any of those places. But you go, and then, you know, people want, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, people want heated rock beds, people want, you know, a spa, people. But, but you're like, man, like, you're in Thailand, experience the culture and, like, immerse yourself in it. Because, and don't go in th- wanting, like, that five star experience. Just appreciate it as its own thing, not in relation. To what Canada's like. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: That's why people don't like Cuba because all the food tastes different. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's like, well, you're eating cheeseburgers and hot dogs. Like, they don't even have cow- – like, have you seen a lot of cows kicking around? You I know? saw
0: a couple of cows when I was in Cuba, but they were so anorexic. Yeah. <laughs> they were, like, 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 super skinny and yeah, ribcage
1: and stuff. Oh, it's like muscly burgers.
0: <laughs> but yeah.
1: But you eat the, sh- like, seafood and the other foods, you're not really there to – to enjoy the their culinary. De- I, I find delicacies. there's something about
0: their spices and herbs and stuff that I'm like, nah.
1: Eh. It's it's different. But people are like put off by it, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, like my some of my friends they just get so angry.
0: They're like, Oh, no ketchup Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well,
1: it's like super American. It's the resort, resort do. it's resort
0: food. I hear food off the resort is actually a lot better than the resort. Well,
1: food. anything that's mass produced is not good, I think.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. When I was in Cuba, I went to Cuba what was it? Um well, I went probably two years ago and then another time, like, a few years before that. It was just a cheap vacation. If you want to get away, you know, 600 bucks or whatever, and you got yourself, like, an all-inclusive, just lie on the beach and just party for a week. And I remember the first time I went, I uh, – in an entire week i only took a shit 3 times 3 <laughs> times and i was like so like uh scared and i i drank some pepto bismol and i was like i can't shit and then i would go to the buffet and i was like eating like like dry bread or like croutons nothing and i started eating double the amount just to try to push it out but dude 3 shits in one <laughs> week it was so alarming and it was i hated it man i was like where is this food going where
1: <laughs> just... anytime you get pulled out of your like normal regime and you get put in something it happens to me like in the states and stuff yeah. you just get these like it's just your stomach hurts the whole time you're there you know <laughs> and you're like what happened to me you know <laughs> and then when you come home you just like eat a huge salad and yeah. drink i bought this like antioxidant drink when i went to cuba the one time yeah. and uh I went with my three buddies, and my friend actually met a German girl and got married to her after oh, they came shit. back. Wow. But it was like the funniest, you know, funniest like guys. Week. Yeah, yeah. And my buddy bought like, he bought five like crisp white teas, like still in the package. So he's like, oh, my white teas. I got to have these crisp white teas, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like the one night, it was just. Black, like the whole Aww. thing was just covered in dirt. Like, what was he doing? oh, he was falling down, falling in the bushes, rolling around on the dance floor like a mess. The one night, I think it was the first night we were there. They had a uh, it was like this we were in Veradero and they had this like yeah. club Havana, Havana Club or something, yeah, yeah. And they have this like conga band playing with like all these like crazy drummers and like bongo players and stuff. And we're like, where, where, would he go? You know, we yeah. can't find him. My buddy points up at the screen. He's like, Oh no! And we look up, and he's on the stage, and he's just kind of like bobbing around, like Weekend at Bernie's. I used to call him because there's nobody home, and he's just like, and we're like, what is he doing? And the guy like moved out of the way and was laughing. And my buddy starts <laughs> drunkenly banging the, on the congas, and we're like, Aah! we're all losing it, but. The guy drink like four, you know, four yeah. Coors Lights, and he's he's down. And he's, <laughs> oh yeah, and his wife's German now, and she's just like, "You a pussy? <laughs> you can't drink." All Germans know. can drink. Oh dude, this guy pissed all over the kitchen cupboards. Oh, the one nice like, yeah, you know what no. I find him in the kitchen pissing on the cupboards,
0: <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. He's a lightweight. Did you guys stay on all inclusive, yeah. or did you? I don't. I want to go back to Cuba, but I want to go and stay. Like, get an Airbnb or rent an actual place. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea, though, because well, I, I don't know Spanish.
1: Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. If you're in a Spanish neighborhood, yeah, I guarantee you're going to find somebody. Anywhere you go in the world, you're going to find some, like, leathered Canadian dude down yeah. there. He's like, oh, I've been here for 25 <laughs> years, I haven't I haven't thought of like, thought twice about it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so, 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 so funny, leathered, because those guys are at every vacation I've ever been just a real and he's always wearing a speedo Super orange He's got like sn- His skin is Snake skin <laughs> like, Dude sheds it once a year Just climbs out of it
1: <laughs> I remember I was in St. Martin One time And uh, this guy You know like I used to work in car- I worked in a car factory too I worked at Toyota
0: Oh shit okay And
1: uh, the dream Everybody has that dream You know yeah, you just yeah. work for. If I just work for 30 years <laughs> yeah. And pay into this thing I will be able to like Own a bar In yeah. the Caribbean You know yeah. well, I met th- I met a bunch of those dudes Yeah Like in my In like traveling and stuff but the one guy was so leathered he was just like it was insane like i'd never seen somebody a white guy who so tanned ever in my life like blonde hair blonde mustache eyebrows and everything yeah and he's just down there and he owns this tiny shack called yeah. the get wet bar and it's like a canadian bar and he sells poutine
0: oh shit! he sells
1: like like just like different things but he'll sell you know Caesars and do Canadian stuff And he's just like He worked at a Chrysler plant Or something like that for, For his 35 years Got his retirement And he's down there just hacking darts And drinking beers And he's just like living the dream (laughs) <laughs> I was like, no, you're not.
0: Just riding it into the ground. Oh, my
1: God. Uh. The guy would be more nicotine and booze than man when oh he dies. God. you know. But it's just like people go down there and they live the most unhealthy lives, I think. That's, but I it's, think that's
0: the problem because you, you can't know,
1: live on vacation forever.
0: No, no. <laughs> and you can also like – I think that's why it's really important to have some sort of passion other than your job. You know, because you can – working is just a means to an end. Like, you just make money, you pay your bills, and that's what you do. But then if you just completely disregard that, disregard the element of your life where you're just like, anything that I'm passionate about, just whatever, I'm just going to worry about my life, my kids, my family. It's like you become that guy. And all you want to do is just go down to Cuba and or <clears throat> excuse me or any other place and just fucking – hack darts and just be super leathery and just well, you know? that's I,
1: I, that's where i think the midlife crisis comes from too yeah or you'll just have somebody go out and buy a Easily. like a sports car flip <laughs> it over and just be like damn that didn't make me any happier you know? <laughs> yeah. you think or you just work for something that's not that's you know are you a libra uh i'm a virgo
0: oh shit okay because i know they say that i'm a libra i know they say libras are like you're like a jack of all trades but a master of none. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? That so would
1: definitely describe me for yeah.
0: sure. <laughs> Which goes to show that these horoscope things are bullshit anyways, right? You're like
1: – Well, I think it's more like chameleon where you're just like you're forced to adapt. Or yeah. like, you'll just you – know, you'll get a job. You'll think you want the job. And then the first day you're like, I don't want this job but I need the money. And then yeah. you're just in it. And you're – like a lot of people can't get out of it. Because they can't break that cycle of like, oh, I need this. I need this job. I need this money, you know?
0: What's your dream job? Like growing up or?
1: I don't know. I went to school for radio broadcasting. I worked in a radio station all that stuff. But I like having money. Yeah. And I think it didn't, you know, it didn't pay well. And a lot of it has to do with what you, the work you do on your own and promoting right. yourself and making demos and doing all that stuff, which I was just like didn't do and then I got out of it for so long and then I was just like I don't know what to do were
0: you a host or what were you Uh,
1: I worked in the promotions department okay so we had like a couple like hilarious promotion disasters (laughs) uh the one was like april april pools (laughs) And it was like, we're going to give away a hot tub. We told people to come in their bathing suits. But it was in April and they didn't put any water in it. So they no. just had an empty hot tub in the parking lot. No. And people were sitting in it and they were freezing. And people were getting like pneumonia. No. It was so cold. Oh my and God. It was like shivering. And no. like lips were turning blue and nobody would get out of the hot tub. <laughs> it was so funny. And they thought... we I don't know. I don't know what they thought. They were did you guys... Like, that,
0: were you actually giving away a hot tub? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. But
1: whoever could stay in the hot tub the longest.
0: And did did
1: people actually start dropping? Mm, or? They were there for like 12 hours, 14 oh hours, while people God. were just sitting there and refusing to get out. And they were doing games to like vote people out. It was like yeah. a survivor type thing. Yeah, yeah. And then it got down to these last two people, and they were just like, oh, man, we thought somebody would bail, because it was getting really cold. Yeah. And they were just sitting there, like... And they... If they gave somebody a blanket then it would be like against the other person and it was just a complete disaster. Yeah, yeah. But they thought this lady was gonna like freeze to death. Oh my god. It was really funny. So how did it end? The one the lady won. Like what, did the the, other person just step out? I think the guy, I think she was doing it on purpose. She was like shivering and like pretending she was going (laughs) to die. And the guy was just like, just have it. Dude, that's a great plan. I know, that's what what I would have done.
0: He's like, okay, okay,
1: you win. Yeah, she's just like, this hot tub will keep me warm. Sucker. And her family was there and they were cheering her on like, don't give up, mommy.
0: It's like your mom's gonna be fucking <laughs> Your mom's a psycho. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: people do anything for free shit, you know? There was that thing in the States like years ago where they had a, a competition where they they would chug water. Uh and it was I think the comp- the contest was called Hold Your Pee for Wii and if you won you get a Nintendo Wii. So like this woman got this thing that's like apparently it's like super rare but it's called it was like uh it was water poisoning like she got water poisoning and i was like i didn't i didn't i've never heard of this i didn't know this was a thing but she she was trying to win this wee for her kids and she like died from <laughs> drinking way too much water and it was like buddy fuck the go spend the 200 bucks and get yourself a wee, like you know, what I mean? She's like, I'm gonna, gotta win it, I gotta, I gotta drink water. And you're like, Man, it's for my kids, it's like, <laughs> just go to work, like, it's not that much money, you know. Oh my god, so I uh, so you're saying right now you're working as a, as a roadie for big concerts.
1: Oh, yeah, I've been uh, working as a stagehand since last summer,
0: okay. And how are you like so it? So
1: it's it's pretty uh, it's roughed out, yeah. The nice thing is you can. You can say yes or no to, to different gigs. Yeah. So if you want to do it, you can. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Right, right. But it's like, you know, talking about like grizzled, leathered <laughs> leather dudes, that's that's the industry, you know? That's where they start off. Oh, yeah. These guys, like, they have stories for days about every band, every concert that has ever come through the city. Yeah. They know everything about it, you know?
0: Like, like what are some of these stories?
1: Like the one uh, last year we did Beyonce, and it was like, it was... I think it was like 112 trucks of just oh steel God. and truss and you have to build this huge stage that rotates and they like brand- literally
0: 112 trucks, transport trucks, oh my all
1: covered God. with like her album cover and everything. Holy and they go to, shit. they go from stadium to stadium to stadium and they set it all up and they yeah. tear it all down. Oh my God. And it takes like a week to set up and like three days to take down or whatever. And I was like, this has got to be the biggest show that's ever been in the dome, you know? Yeah. And this grizzled, like, old dude, like, long rock star goatee. (laughs) just like, you don't even know, man. The Three Tenors, 1991. He's like, 250-foot marble waterfalls. 24 Andalusian horses. He's, like, going on about Andalusian horses. And Pavarotti shows up, and he's like... Give me eight more horses. <laughs> <And they bought laughs> Apparently there was this like huge, I don't know, extravagance movement in like the nineties where it was like no holes barred, you know? Oh really? Like, everybody was spending money, everybody was making money, nobody cared. Yeah, yeah. So they just did these huge shows that they like nobody knows how they ever made money.
0: Was that Beyonce one the biggest show that you've done?
1: Uh, I did Taylor. Sw- I did wardrobe for Taylor Swift once. Like oh. <laughs> they'll just say, like, "Hey, can you do wardrobe?" Like I can do anything. So what is
0: wardrobe? What does that
1: entail? All we did was like steam her backup dancers' jackets. Yeah. And then when the concert was on, we were under the stage, and they were, you know, like they have those risers that shoot up. Right. So her dancers would come down on one of those things, and they'd rip. They'd have like several cost costume changes so they just rip them off and then we just have what, to like tear-offs yeah like they're
0: just oh shit and we'd okay. have to
1: we'd have to put them in a bin yeah and then they have like a team that washes them but really all we do is like take this take the clothes throw them in a bin and then we push them up a ramp yeah and then somebody washes them
0: oh damn so you don't give them the new clothes they just have it kind of set up already or? yeah
1: they have them like all lined up but because she did two shows we were there for like the first show and then we went back for the second show and yeah did the same thing
0: wow
1: but it's just whole almost like a small city just shows up employs hundreds of people and then leaves you know do you do you get to meet any of the performers ever not really like taylor swift would like she waved to us stuff like that (laughs) and you're like
0: yes 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 yes
1: (laughs) she's like an she kind of she's like very lanky yeah and she's got like a fake she was like fixing her fake butt what? Right in front of us. We she... were like sitting there. We're like, what? Which, there's like the dome's huge, you know? Yeah. So I'm sure they have like accentuated things. Otherwise, she'd look like a stick on stage. So she had a fake She had like butt, butt pads. What? She was like adjusting her butt pads. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Moe Ishmael <laughs> podcast exclusive right there. Yeah,
0: right here. So, TMZ, get at your boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh um, my God. But
1: yeah, you'd see, I worked in a hotel too. I worked at the Four Seasons when I first moved here. Yeah. It's like a really fancy hotel. So you just see all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, like recently, uh, Jaden Smith said they tried to poison him. I heard about stuff that. Like for the, that. with the cheese. Yeah. So oh. I know, like, it's funny because uh, I still know some people that work there, and you just ask them questions like, "Well, what's going on?" They yeah. never say anything. Anybody who does it for real would never say anything, really. Yeah, of course. But I met, you know, I met Al Pacino. Yeah, what? But, yeah, I got to like, I just went into the room. I told everyone I was like, I don't care about anything. Yeah. Know. People would fight over like carrying Jay Z's. Air Force once, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, i like, don't give a shit. Yeah. But I did wait all day without a break to see Jay-Z. I waited all day. Two o'clock, I'm like, I can't do it, man. I was there from 7.30 till 2 oh, p.m. God. Standing at the door, not going anywhere. Yeah, we were like, yeah, hey, yeah. can you come out? I was like, no. No. I'm
0: waiting for someone.
1: <laughs> and I went down to get some food. And he literally walked in and asked my buddy, the Jamaican guy I worked with, Winchester, he's like, yo, uh, can you get me a room key? Yeah. I just imagine, I'm like, yo, give me a room key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> and he'd be like, can you give me a room key? He's like, you don't have a room key? He had like the Royal Suite. Only yeah. two, like Keith Richards and him. Oh And like God. the three years I worked there were the only two people that ever rented it out.
0: Yeah. How much is it's that? It's like $7,000,
1: 7,500 bucks a night.
0: Oh my God. You can play,
1: you can play floor hockey in the room. <laughs> and they have three bed, it's two bedrooms, a huge, uh, two bathrooms it's insane yeah yeah but uh i went in there before he came i was pissed that i missed him but you know
0: so it was literally right when you left he yeah, came pretty ah, much and asked him to get walk him
1: to the front desk and get him a room key oh, and then they're like you should take him up in the elevator kind oh, of deal so he got to take him up in the elevator i was pissed in which i was like i don't know who this guy is you know yeah yeah he's like i don't give a shit meanwhile when he checked in i went into the room they're like uh check the speaker they had like because nobody had ever really stayed there yeah like you need to make sure when he puts his phone in the fucking in the thing and he can play music. Yeah. So I went up there and I had uh you know that song the city is mine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was playing that so loud. And yeah. I had like all the doors open. I was out on the balcony. It was like you belong to thing It's like uh-huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was losing it. I was like, it's your boy. he's coming in." Yeah. Like, he's going to be staying here. But that shit is insane. When you're that close to, like, you're not, you're not, you're nowhere near them. What like, was, what was see, Al
0: Pacino? The Al Pacino thing, like, oh, he's the greatest. Really, it eh? was
1: just he, him and his wife. No publicist, no, f- nobody. Yeah, I mean, Jay Z was pretty low key. He Just had his friends with him. Right, right. You know, he just like hang out with his buddies, eat chicken wings, and watch football or whatever. Yeah, and hang yeah. Out and just that's it. But when you when you see him and there's like a thousand people waiting for yeah. like, Lady Gaga, and there's, like, a thousand people there, and yeah. they're just, like, they don't really look, they just look above everything. Yeah, if yeah. You, if you were lo- seeing what was happening, you'd lose your mind, I find you
0: know? I find that rappers always, and, I mean, this is standard, I guess, in hip-hop, but they always have, like, an entire entourage of just, like, 10 or 15 dudes. Oh, yeah. And, like, I remember one time, there was this, I don't know if you remember this store, I don't think it's open anymore, but it was called, um, it was called Goodfoot, it was a, like a boutique sh- sneaker shop that, you know, all these guys that are like, you know, all about their Air Force, uh, not Air Force, their Air Maxes and Jordans and stuff would go there. And it was very nice shoes. And, and uh, I remember one, one time in high school, my buddies and I were in that store. And uh, yeah, what's his name? He used to play for the Raptors. um the guy that looks like a raptor, uh, what's his name? Um, he went over to Miami. Chris Bosh. Oh, Chris Bosh! Yeah. He so look like so a Chris, yeah. So Chris Bosh walks in, and he literally has like twenty dudes with him. So the store went from being empty; it was a small store to just being jam packed with dudes. None of them are buying shoes, and, and there was like employees walking around looking at the other guys, like, "Hey, can I uh, help you with anything?" He's like, "Nah, yo just here with Bosch, and like chris Bosch is trying on shoes there's 20 guys just watching him try on shoes yeah, but it was the funniest thing man i don't know how i don't know how people do it did you talk to al pacino though or oh yeah
1: we uh so i did i wanted to do the checkout and his wife wasn't ready yet yeah so we're just like waiting for her to pack her bag yeah and oh dude he's just like what's the weather like i was like yeah. it's it's kind of cool he's like cool like what <laughs> like, I should have brought a sweater You know, and I was like, I don't know It's not that cold like, you know, yeah. He's like, Well, from LA I don't know, and his wife's like, what did he say? He's like, he says it's cool <laughs>
0: I don't know what that means, you know And I know he's just probably giving me a hard time Of course But
1: very, like, just normal
0: You think he knows that everybody around him is always Like, shitting In their pants yeah. like, He
1: must, but he doesn't seem like he does He's he, just super cool all the time What like you guys month. talk about? Uh, I told him his, so his bodyguard, the guy that was supposed to be looking after him, was this, like, big, burly, like, 75-year-old man who yeah. had, like, white hair. <laughs> and when I came in in the morning, yeah, his name was, like, Ernie or something. And when I came in in the morning, at because I worked 6.30, yeah. so I'd come in super early, have a coffee or something, hang around the lobby for, like, an na- hour two hours before I saw anyone. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's standing in the lobby at 6.30 in the morning, just standing there, like, with his hands behind his back, like, Secret Service.
0: What? I was like,
1: yo, man, you want a coffee or something? He's like, no, I'm fine. What? Just standing there like a tr- like a tree. Yeah, yeah. I was like, are you, are you here for somebody? He's like, I'm Pacino's guy. I'm here looking after Pacino kind of deal, you oh know? Like, he was the hired security for Al Pacino, and he was with them the night before, and he was telling me that people were paying $1,500 at Massey Hall just to hear him speak. About his acting career. What? So that's like a VIP thing, they'll pay just to get a picture with him and an autograph. Oh. Fifteen hundred bucks. And he said they were turning people away.
0: Holy just shit. You should take a
1: picture and get it
0: It's like Al Pacino.
1: Yeah. So Al Pacino's not coming. 130, he's finally. There. This guy hasn't moved. I'm like offering him water, anything. Doesn't want
0: anything. Nothing.
1: He went to the bathroom once. He must have, because he was he was old. You know? yeah, like, yeah, he had yeah, yeah, gone to the bathroom, but he was standing there the whole time. So I was like, said to Pacino, "I was like, yo, your security is tight, man. That yeah. Ernie guy, he said he used to be a wrestler at Maple Leaf Gardens and stuff." was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm <laughs> he like, your even security know. guy." He's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, 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 Ernie, yeah, good people, good guy, good guy." You know, <laughs> it was so funny. I didn't know what to talk to him about. You know, all I wanted to say to him so bad was just like, "I'm not your fucking bellboy, <laughs> okay?" <laughs> even though I was fucking bellboy. So we have to go down the service elevator to get there. He yeah. hands me these, this like two bags, Ziploc bags filled with like these fucking you break them up maybe you add milk to them but it looked like alfalfa packed capsules but they're huge what i was like do you shove them up your head what (laughs) What do you do with these they're like vegetable in i don't know like they have every vegetable and and something in them so you know what I mean? Pacino gave those to It's like to you? a vitamin. He gave them to me. He's like, put these in my bag. Could you put these in my bag? I was like, I'll do anything. What? <laughs> you know? So I opened up his bag, threw these things into his bag. I'm in the elevator just like trying to get through. Yeah. Because I'm trying to beat him to the car. And the, the place was a madhouse, so it's hard to get into the elevator and down with yeah, bell cart and all this stuff. So I come out through the uh, residence. Yeah. And I bust out the front door. And I come around, and he's got his back turned. And i just like, hey! I got your bags, you know? And he turns yeah. around. He's like, there's my guy. <laughs> and there's all these people standing around yeah. that were, like, waiting. They just, he, they're just they telling him, like, you got to get in the car. I bet you Ernie was just, like, ready to knock somebody out, yeah, you know? Yeah, Just, like, get in the car. And so he gave me 50 bucks and then left. Oh, shit. But That's a yeah, nice tip. I it was, was going to keep it, but I spent it
0: probably on, on beer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that goes back to our topic about just keeping shit that you're like, nah, you know, who cares? Well, god oh i got a <laughs> i got a it fell out
1: of his golf bag all right but what? i got a golf ball out of matt sundin's oh, golf bag oh, i didn't shit. It didn't get it out of the bag it fell off of his bag yeah. fell on the floor <laughs> then somebody grabbed his bag and took it somewhere yeah and then i found the golf ball after
0: oh shit but i drove is he, him out is for he dinner still in toronto? Once. is he still living in toronto No,
1: he comes and visits
0: where does he live
1: uh he lives in probably sweden somewhere stockholm oh or somewhere. yeah
0: he is swedish that's right
1: <laughs> but uh one time i checked in check people into a, into the hotel and they were like they look like they're from sudbury or like <laughs> like hockey parents you yeah know? yeah and i was just like how are the, how do they afford to stay here you yeah. know the guys got like ripped up jeans oh, and like okay. a like kind of like a just a windbreaker on and a toronto maple leafs hat and yeah, stuff. yeah. And i'm like who are these people like how can they afford this room you know yeah and then Sure enough, come down in the lobby and Matt Sundin starts hugging him and it's his parents. Oh. And I was like, that's insane, you know? Because oh. you're just, I was, I'm was i always nice to everybody. Of course. But you could see how people could be rude to somebody in the, in those places because people are so stuck up. Yeah. And they're just like, well, who are you, you know? It's yeah, just like, yeah. You don't know who anybody is until you meet them or how normal people are. Yeah. Like I met the guy from who owned, like created Live Nation. Oh, or, shit. Like created Ticketmaster, Live Nation, like the whole thing. And he looks like he toured with the Grateful Dead for like forty years. He had like a big beard and stuff. Yeah. And he's only got one little side bag. And yeah. Let him go. And my I just like grabbed the bag and gave it to him. I didn't think i should take it up. My buddy's like, Oh, you should have taken that up for him. He'd probably give you a hundred bucks, you know? What? Because I was just like, Oh, this guy He's just a nobody want me to carry Yeah, this bag, you know? Or, yeah. But that's The reality of it, you know,
0: he's probably just like he doesn't need luggage, he just buys his way around. He's like, Done with a shirt, it's dirty, get me another shirt. Oh, (laughs) dude, like the the you know what? My brother used to do uh, this is years and years ago, he used to do security at a building where uh, Pat it was a condo. Pat Quinn used to live there, and like the he's the old coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, and Steve Thomas, do you remember Steve Thomas? He He also, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he he worked at this condo and he was telling me, he's like, man, I've never seen a condo like this. And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, we've been in condos, right? He's like, no, this is like, he's like, they drive their cars into an elevator and the elevator goes up to their unit and they get out of their car and go straight into their apartment or to their condo. He's like, there isn't like an elevator that you got to stand in. He's like, you just drive. Like into your condo, <laughs> it was like, dude, I've never heard of that. That's, that's insane. Ins- yeah, that's insane, right? Like, I don't get it, man. So, what do you, what do you got going on right now, man? Like, what do you, uh, what are you working on? What, what's, what's next? Other than the work, uh, the
1: stagehand stuff. Some are super busy, but um, you know, you just see everybody getting picked for comedy festivals and stuff. And yeah, I, I've always wanted to. That's the thing about like talking about work and stuff it's like it's easy just to show up at a job yeah that's like 80 percent of your day is showing up Mm -hmm. and i hate i hate working for somebody like that you know in that in that sense Mm -hmm. and i've done like some background stuff which is like crazy because it's that world seems so insane to me oh god like 16 hours yeah they're just, just insane and you just sit there like i did a bunch of stuff for like these i don't know they're like Like, crazy period pieces where you're, like, dressed up in, like, the 1800s. And they only (laughs) have you because you have a beard. Yeah. And they just need a guy who's, like, you know, whatever. And you get there, and they dress you up. You just sit there for 12, 14 hours. Uh They bring you onto set after sitting all day. Yeah. They put you on a fake train. This was one of the the scenes. Fake train. And they just have a guy who's, like, moving it. Yeah. Like, shaking it. So, it looks like you're on a train. And it was, like, literally... Ten minutes and they're like, okay, that's a rat. And you're like, what? why am I on this train? You yeah. Know? Why, you know, you get paid to do it and whatever. And there was a raccoon in in holding <laughs> in this warehouse. So we we're just like, everybody's losing their mind over this raccoon. So twelve hours seemed like two.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> of the
1: raccoon. <laughs> yeah. But it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, how does that I don't know how that works. I'd like to figure some of that out. I'd like to you know, you know when you get your set to a point where you like it, and then you absolutely hate it the next day. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I want to write new jokes. I want to do. I just like. I just, you know, want to get more organized.
0: Do you have any big shows coming up? Do you have anything you're excited about? Uh, I got a show on
1: Aurelia next week. Nice. Uh, should be good with Danny Polishchucks on it Wicked. and uh, a couple other people. I'm um, hosting the corner tomorrow night at seven.
0: What could I think? No, I'm on the eleven. I'm on the. 11. So yeah, the tomorrow.
1: corner's been really good to me. Uh, it's such a because you you do shows with really good comics yeah. every time. So last week it was like Keith Pedro and Chris Robinson headlining. So it yeah. was like the last two comics. And everybody on the show was amazing. Oh, my God. But, and it's it's a
0: hot room, you know? That room has done so much for the city, man. That that place, I keep telling people this, and I'm like, I don't know. Because, I mean, when I started, uh, you know, like, I don't know, I guess seven years ago now, uh, it was like there was open mics, like four or five open mics. Every night of the week. So at any point in time, if you're just hanging out at home, you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go do a show and then you don't have to message anybody, you just show up, like, all right, you're on, right? But then now it's like that has just gone to nothing. So there's only like a handful of shows. But uh that room, man, that room and Joe has I don't know, man, he's done that guy's done a lot, man. He's there every night. Like That's insane. Like I don't know how he does it, you know?
1: I the hardest thing is, is not so much the performing and the and the writing of jokes and doing comedy in that sense. Yeah. It's the slog of just listening to other people constantly talking about what you're thinking yeah. but, and then just being drained by other people's experiences almost. You yeah. know? Like yeah. you almost want to be a monk who just sits in the woods and then right when you're ready to go, you just walk in there. Yeah. And you never interact with anyone. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't work like that. You need to like it's so much work, you know, yeah. but it's rewarding. No, for sure, of course. And you can see your progress as you go, which oh, is yeah. rare for any any sort of art, I think.
0: No, absolutely. Where you see
1: it, but it's just, you gotta crawl through shit to get there.
0: Dude, it's the biggest shit fucking pipe that you gotta crawl through. Like, I can't, I can't, uh, I've definitely gotten to a point now where I'm like, I, I'll talk about comedy with with friends that I have outside of comedy. Like, I'll talk to you about comedy Cause we're boys, but I won't, I won't talk to comedians that I only know through comedy about comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you stand outside and like, oh, I did this show. Ah, oh, my set was kind of tight, but no, nah, it wasn't really. Like it, you know, it started strong, but it went weak. And I'm like, no one gives a shit. No. <laughs> like nobody cares. I do this every night too, so I don't. You know what I mean? Let's talk about something else.
1: Well, you know, you know the people who been doing <clears> it long enough that don't talk about anything you know you don't oh, talk yeah. about fight club you know <laughs> no and it's it's just that's the way it is and the the more you do it, it the more it becomes less of a hobby and more of a job you don't talk about how this set went or how that set went cuz you know the next one's going to probably be worse yeah you need to prepare yeah. yourself for that you know well that's
0: why i try to like just not cuz some people go and they go okay you know i'll do 25 shows a week and you're like i can't there's no way Like for me, I'd rather – it's almost like school where you just study a little bit, you know what I mean? And then you're ready for your exam and then you go and write the exam, right? But I can't – I don't think it's – when it comes to comedy, I don't think it's quantity that makes a comedian better. Shows do make you better. Like Mm. doing shows does make you better. But there's a certain limit to that. After that, then you're just kind of talking into nothingness, right? Yeah like performing for one person who's drunk at a bar that's not going to do anything for your career i don't think you're, it's going to do anything for you personally cuz you walk out and you're like man that was now i'm sad <laughs> yeah that's you know? the
1: ins- that's the insane part of it that i see is just people who do 25 sets so a week and don't really like write anything new yeah. or try anything new and don't uh, experiment yeah but also you'd see them in a little while and they got like a polished set you know yeah. and you're like damn but I, Whereas, like, you can get bored with your jokes. Of course. And you can, like, always, you know, the, the scary thing about comedy is, like, you need to do it, write your jokes, perform it, and then write new ones. Yeah. Constantly trying to, like, churn up new ideas. Yeah. Because, like, last night I did that concert with the guy from the Eagles, and he played Hotel California. And you have to think, like, this motherfucker hates playing this song, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's his hit, and it's a classic, and people will pay 50 dollars to see him play Cal- hotel california yeah and if yeah, you don't yeah. it's a cop out you know or whatever that's true it's like you know nobody wants to hear neil young do his monsanto album no but he will you know <laughs> no. he'll do it for you but i like i i'm a fan but no it's of course just, comedy's not like that it's different you know? with comedy i was just yeah. about to say you you know and people will be like you're like it's like hack to do your old stuff or like even famous famous comics you know yeah like you could imagine people coming back with like their greatest hits tour. Like Chris <laughs> Rock does a greatest hits tour, he does all. It's like nobody who will be like, "What?"
0: Yeah. Really? I feel like Kevin Hart kind of did that with his new special a little bit, but not greatest hits, but like I don't know if you saw it. Uh, what now? No, I haven't seen it. Yet. Okay. It don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not to va- It's no. not my favorite. No. He he started out real strong. He started out I think his first um uh his first two specials were really good but you could tell he was really hungry for it so his comedy was like powerful and then he just hit this like superstar status where it just became a concert so like he would say this joke and then he would be like uh he w- he got the audience to say the punchlines back to him it was and he's in a stadium <laughs> it was just so fucked man he was like uh it, he was like you know i don't remember what the exact joke was but the punchline was like, hmm, really? Like his girlfriend saying that to him. So he's like, oh, hey. You know, uh, he goes out and parties it up with his friends. But he's like, oh, honey, I was just uh, at the store. And she's like, hmm, really? And then he makes up another situation. Oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then she says, and then everybody in the stadium goes, hmm, really? And oh, I was like, man. oh, come on, man. Yeah. Like, you're a funny guy. Why do you got to... Why do you got to sell out like that, yeah, you know. Yeah, those are yeah. That's like a, you know, personal. And he's paid his dues. There's no doubt about it. He's like I remember talking to Kenny Robinson, and Kenny would say that, you know, oh yeah, Kevin Kevin would drive down from Philly, uh, just to do uh, a spot for 150 bucks at Nubian, and then drive all the way back. I was like, oh well, yeah, I understand the hustle, and I guess at some point you want to kick your feet up and be like, I made enough money. I've crossed all finish lines. Now I just want to cruise like Adam Sandler now, right? Like, yeah, just pumping Netflix movies that are just garbage and they're rated like, like how uh, yesterday I was looking at this like movie. It was I don't I don't know what it was, but it was an Adam Sandler movie, and I was like, you know what? Let me just uh, like Google it, and I looked at the Rotten Tomato rating, and it was nine percent. <laughs> oh, and I was man. like, oh man, the, uh, why? The man? one that wasn't bad was the
1: the cobbler.
0: I haven't watched that. It's got that. Method Man in it. Oh, really? It's pretty good. I got to check it out. It's I jokes, think... but I,
1: it was like one of the first ones I've seen in a while that has kind of surprised me or been yeah, like, oh, yeah. and it's because somebody at my work, they're just like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's just like, yeah, it's a good, it's a feel good, feel good movie. I was <laughs> like, what? It's like, makes you, makes you feel good. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean by that? He's like, you know, you don't have to think too much. Just makes you makes you feel good.
0: <laughs> I didn't like, get on board with that. So
1: I just threw it on one day. It was, it was pretty good.
0: What was uh, what was you know one of the best movies you've seen recently? What's uh, something that blew you away?
1: Uh, I don't know. I still have I got movies downloaded. I haven't even watched them yet. I haven't watched Get Out yet. No, no, buddy,
0: great movie. I know. I want to watch great that. Great movie. Great movie. I watched
1: Logan. Oh, yeah. I like this? that movie. Was that good? Oh yeah, I like that. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't. I can't. I'm getting more and more into this like. If it ain't five minutes, I can't watch it Yeah, kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have these things on YouTube. It's like, watch a movie in ten minutes. And they show the best parts of the movie. Oh, so you really? watch, like, Happy Gilmore in ten minutes. No way. So, <laughs> you know, you get more and more into this, like, I can't sit down for an hour and watch something an hour no. and a half. No, no. You know no, what no. I mean? No. Like, I do like movies. I like watching them. I just haven't seen, like, I haven't really had the time this summer. Yeah, and yeah. And the worst is... I don't know what it is, but I need to, like, get off the social media business or, like, just my phone because it just fractures yeah. fractures your mind in, like, a bunch of places and you end up getting nothing done. Ugh. And you have all this, like, energy expended on all these different things and <laughs> none of it is, like, shit you should be working on.
0: It's distracting.
1: It's so distracting. And there has to be, like,
0: I don't know. They need to teach people how to get off of it because well, people are hooked. Well, I think – no, for sure. And I, I, they must have some sort of like uh, – what do you call them? The groups like um, – you know, like uh, like for addicts. Like what do you call those things? Like some uh, like like su- su- <laughs> like su- support groups? Yeah. They must have support groups for like social media. But I think about what we do and I feel like we need to have Facebook because without yeah. Facebook, there's no way you're booking shows. No. Like you, you can try to be. Like, hey, man, I know you. Facebook message everybody in like one group, but you should like email me. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, go fuck yourself. Like, who are you? You know.
1: Yeah. So. Or people who threaten to like delete their accounts, and then you see them like two weeks later, and they're still <laughs> they're still complaining about. You know, don't you hate the don't you hate this? And it's like, buddy, you just said you were gonna. Fuck <laughs> or the the craziest is like people who are like, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it. Yeah. And you're just like, you know. Part of you wants to be like, "Fucking do it already!" You know? <laughs> just breathing more air, taking up more space. Like, but at the end of the day, it's like they just want that response back. The or cry something. for They want to know that somebody's like out there. Yeah, and I think it's got to be harder in in smaller towns, maybe too, where people oh, I are can like imagine. you can't just go out in the street and see people no walking around you know no no and i always like that about toronto where it's like oh i could just go out and do something even though sometimes i just like don't want to go out anywhere
0: no of course
1: but a lot of it is just like knowing that oh yeah tonight's this and it always makes you feel like you're not doing enough and you're like missing out on something
0: do you feel like it ever gives you anxiety like thinking about these things yeah
1: i i can't say no so i just say nothing (laughs) like you know i got invited to a bunch of stuff but i wanted to do shows yeah and it's just like, instead of doing, I just say nothing Yeah, and yeah. I go and do the shows, but I need to be like, oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Or like jobs will come up Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, I could make this much money or I could gain this much more experience by doing this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of it's like an investment in your time yeah. and what you're willing to put up with for money. How know? do you,
0: how do you, uh, how do you cope with that? Cause I'm sure, you know, that kind of thing is, you know, constantly on your mind and, feeling like you're bailing or flaking or whatever? Like, how do you, how do you cope with, with all that anxiety or stress? or
1: A lot of it, a lot of stress and a lot of stuff stems from, you know, when you're hungover, you're stressed out. Yeah. yeah like, you, you can't think about anything yeah, when you're hungover. So, I, yeah. you know, you got to cut back on certain things. And you got to, like, be mentally aware of what is actually happening and what you think is happening, you know, like a sense of self. Okay. Where you're like, okay, this is bad, but it's not that bad, mm-hmm. you know, or this is happening, but at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So and no, and at the end of the day, nobody gives a shit. You know, that's true. And that's why. That's what the biggest fear for a lot of people and myself is just like, oh, somebody out there might might give a shit. Yeah. But they yeah.
0: Don't. So, what have you been doing, for instance, like lately that you feel like has been really like. Making a difference. Is, is there one specific thing that you feel like been f- you've been focusing on, or something that you've been telling yourself, or you know, for example, like meditating, a- anything? Like, what have you been doing to get oh, yourself man. out of that out of that mental s- space? I don't
1: know. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you right now because I'm going through it, you know? right. <laughs> and I just don't know what. Hey, no shame, I don't man. know what's working, but I do like I do go on YouTube and watch like meditation videos, or I watch videos on, you know, just the universe or like different things that will make you feel like well that's not a big deal does it help you know it helps yeah i think but it also you know you can't wake up and start drinking or smoke weed and stuff even though my i would love to do that oh everybody i would love to just like that's the difference you know about our generation and like an older generation where they were like well you can party hard and you work hard, but we're just like, yeah. ah, I would like to work a little bit and party real
0: hard. you Feel know? <laughs> like, I'll take the second yeah. option, please. And you're just like,
1: but at, at, after a while you just don't enjoy it. You don't like drinking. You don't feel like smoking. You don't feel like doing anything, but you just need that quick escape that the people escape. want, yeah, but it doesn't work. Say. It doesn't get you anywhere. No, you know? no, but I want to be able to enjoy things in moderation, Yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, uh, it's been getting better, easier. But I think everybody struggles with like their own. Every single person has their own thing. Oh yeah, of course. They're like, whether it's even people who are too healthy. You know. Oh yeah. Well, that's like uh, that's unhealthy yeah. on its own, right? They're just like, oh, I'm gonna eat a, I'm gonna eat some cottage cheese and and <laughs> spinach for dinner. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Good good luck. <laughs> but it's also everything's about balance, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you can't you can't just get mad at things. Cause that's like the that's what I would do before. I'd get really mad. Yeah, of course. And then I would just get I would get drunk or stoned out <laughs> of anger. You know. Yeah. And that's the worst way to go about it or do anything.
0: Do you feel like comedy helps? Does comedy help you escape?
1: Uh, the camaraderie and meeting people in comedy helps. Yeah. Because you you realize that everybody's fucked up or like you realize people have the same anxieties. Yeah. And you understand like even. Really good comics for people who you think are like people who you look up to. They they're pacing before they go on, no matter what. Even oh, if there's yeah. only four, especially if there's only four people there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a room full of comics, even if they don't know the people. Yeah, they feel that anxiety, and everybody feels that, so that helps because every and that's the social media killer is like everybody's killing it, but it's like you don't know that guy ate toast over the sink or whatever. you know? <laughs> or like, Yeah, <laughs> especially when people are on the road because I know it like. I know what traveling is like and what it does to you. And you want they, the end game for a comic would be to tour. Yeah. But touring is hard.
0: You yeah. Know? And
1: is. I've never done a tour. No. But I've done like go for a couple days or something. Yeah. And I've done shows in like different places that I've traveled. Yeah. But not to hit the road for like a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And do yeah. shows
1: for a month. It'd be the greatest. But it's just, you know, you have to put everything on hold. You say goodbye. Of course. Of to your course. life, and you go and do
0: it. Especially if you've got like a, like a girlfriend or a boyfriend or oh, whatever, you know what I mean? It's, it's a like, nightmare. or you're married, or it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, you can't. You like, can't. How do you do that?
1: And yeah. I don't know. That's what scares me a bit about it. But, you know, you can always be scared of things that you haven't done yet, you know?
0: But and maybe you want to do it. Maybe that's the problem, though, is that we think that that is the end goal. But maybe it is the end goal for some people. But maybe like I cuz I've given this so much thought and I was like, you know what? There will come a day where I'm going to want to buy a house. There's going to come a day where I'm going to want to start a family. I don't want it now. Like I'm feeling pretty good right now where I am in my life, but that day will eventually come and if it's not now, it's going to be tomorrow and if it's not tomorrow, it's going to be, you know, maybe I'm going to be 40 years old and all my friends are going to have big families and and houses and cars and I'm going to be what? Going from small town to small town in Ontario telling dick jokes like I don't what regardless of the material i don't i don't think i at some point i'm gonna you know because right now i'm you know like we're young we got a little bit of energy you can kind of you can just up and travel but then once you get to that age you're like man i don't want to move i get that way now or like i like you were saying like i don't want to i don't i don't want to go anywhere like i just want to sit here and watch this fucking tv (laughs) and just just check out for a little bit sign out you know but you can't do that when you're a touring comic and and you see them, and and I admire that about them, that they're able to just turn on funny, like a switch. Like you're on stage, okay, showtime. Boom, you're funny. And then off the stage, back to regular, just average Joe, right? But it's like, and I, and I, I go, oh, man, I wish I could do that, where I could just turn on funny immediately. Mm-hmm. And some shows it happens, some shows it doesn't. But with these guys, it's so... And then you're like, it's good that he's super skilled at his craft, but is that really what I'm striving for, and I don't know, and then i but then I also don't wanna be that local guy. you don't wanna be that local guy, oh yeah he's he's only big in Cambridge like yeah, he's yeah. only you know what I mean oh, it's a oh, yeah, you know. but you know again, I think you 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 hit on it a little bit when you were saying you gotta cover uh you gotta cover your, your like you just gotta make sure you're kind of just hustling at your own thing and just keep doing your own thing like you're talking about radio and you got to be doing these demos and stuff and comedy it's the same thing you're just you got to build and then market yourself to the extent that you want you know if you want to be that guy who's hopping from city to city and doing all these shows you can definitely do it it's doable but at the same time it's like if that's what you want and that's what you do if that's what you don't want Let's, there's no shame right yeah
1: that's the thing like when i read uh i read james brown's biography oh shit and you the second you read that book it's just like you understand that sh- like show business yeah, and what yeah. it takes to be a famous and like how you're just like, you don't care. You know, like if your girlfriend breaks up with you, you don't take two months off. Yeah. You know, yeah. if like something bad, you're just like the next night, you know, oh my or he would just like walk on stage, grab the mic, yeah. and start playing in a bar.
0: Yeah. In yeah. Between
1: like little Richard's like sets or whatever. Oh and little God. Richard wanted to kill him and like all this stuff. Oh my God. You get all these, like when you see it and you see how much work people put into it, mm mm-hmm. That's why that's why people who do it never critique anyone or any any sort of art.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. might
1: they might be like criticized, but yeah, they don't like they don't say that guy sucks. No, you know, like even like shitty comics or whoever you think is shitty. Really good people will, ne- or people who do it professionally, will never say like, "Oh, that guy's a." This or that yeah. You might But when you think about it It's just like They know how hard it is Of course To get paid to do something Yeah So even if somebody's doing like A show Like doing anything Like some commercial Where they're in a chicken suit And they're dancing around It's like Well that guy got paid $7,000 You know <laughs> Yeah To put on a chicken suit And dance around Or do yeah. whatever And I'll, it's like Okay I'll put on a suit you know, For know would Yeah would you rather do that Than fucking Go and just slug You know A sledgehammer around Or work construction Or do whatever It's like I don't know I wouldn't no, and there's a lot of proud people. There's a lot of proud poor people out there. Yeah, who are like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do this. It's like, well, somebody will. Yeah. So better just get out of the way while somebody else does it. You know.
0: I read uh, someone put a quote or something along the lines of like, uh, you should never let your ego get bigger than your uh, bigger than your resume or your pride get bigger than your resume, right? Because that's like, you really look at your body of work and you look at what you've accomplished. And you know, I'm. I think a lot of people are a victim of that, or or, or guilty of that. Sorry, I should say, is you go, you know, you get on these shows, you know, I mean, you're like, I'm not, I'm not doing this shit. You're like I've done bigger shows. This is stupid. Why am I going, scooping down to this level? But then you go, oh shit, because you know, I'm not at that level. But I need to. It's like the gym. Like I need to go to the gym to get big. I'm never gonna be too big to not go to the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. So.
1: And if you stop, it goes
0: away. It turns to fat. Yeah. <laughs> it just becomes, It and just becomes. you just get mantids.
1: You can't stay stagnant. Yeah. And that's a scary thing. And that's why people move to a city. Because they think that, like, just talk to anybody you meet here. It's like, oh, I'm from PEI. I'm from wherever. I'm yeah. from, you know, Moose, Moose, Lifts, Saskatchewan <laughs> Moose Lips, Saskatchewan or somewhere. It's just like, I'm from Porcupine <laughs> Creek. It's like, where the fuck is that? You know, it's like, I don't know. You don't need to know. Yeah. But they come here and everybody can just kind of like has a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I think the hardest part is just figuring out your thing and doing that and not listening to anyone. Yeah. And that's the hardest part because there's so many things going on.
0: No, I think so, yeah. But I
1: just, I've always felt like I know a lot of people and I get invited to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to turn down things. You're just like, oh. And if you know like people who are bartenders and they're like, oh, come to a Hennessy party. You know, like all you can drink Hennessy and all this (laughs) shit. You're like, yeah, then you lose a week. Yeah, you're so hungover, yeah. over you know drinking louis free louis shots it's like yeah all right let me just go ahead and cancel these shows you know yeah or my like, whole life yeah or like i got invited to a leaf playoff game the one day and it was like Holy i was supposed shit. to do a really good really good show and it was like an hour before the show Everybody's was like you want to come to the game you want to come to the game with me yeah like, yes i do yeah for sure but at some point you have to be like i can't do it man yeah because this is where it is this is where i am right now. yeah yeah you know and it's picking and choosing, but at the end of the day, it's like you need to think about small steps to like a bigger picture, kind of thing, yeah, yeah, and that's the hardest thing because you'll never do enough, oh, I you agree need
0: to do more, but and that's just- and that's good because you should never settle. Right? No. That's the problem with getting into a comfortable position, right? You go and work a job and you're like – and you kind of like it. You go, yeah, I can do this for a little bit. And then a year passes and then two and then three, four. And then you're like, holy shit, I've been doing this for five, six years. What the fuck is this? Like this is – like is that – and then you start realizing that even your material – Kyle Lucy was talking about this the other day. We were talking outside of the corner or whatever. He goes, man, he's like, I realized that when I do these shows – if I was if if I was working too much at my job, then all my material was about like being a busboy. Yeah. All my material is about being you know a, a tour guide or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's like when you do these jobs, then that just becomes your life, and then you become the guy who is in that cubicle, and then you got pictures of your of your family and your kids and your cat, and then you got a, like I when I worked I worked at a bank for for I think it was like five years, and man, there was lifers. There was lifers because there's was a call center. People would call up with their credit cards. Oh my God, dude, it was unreal. Because you'd walk just past their cubicle and you're like, this looks like someone's home. <laughs> like, there's there's a fish tank, there's plants. It's like an eco life. Yeah. They got, but you're like, and then you go to my desk and there's just like the pictures of like the leafs making it into the playoffs. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. You're ready to leave. Or, yeah, the Raptors. It's just like,
1: let me take this and I'm out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Take out the pins, the Toronto Raptors <laughs> poster that I got. And that's. That's and I think a part of me didn't ever want to put up pictures the family right because I didn't wanna get comfortable. And I did, because five years that's comfortable. And every day you're complaining about it. Every day you're like, This fuck can you believe what the manager told me? He walked by my desk and he goes, You should work harder. I should work harder. You should work harder, you know? And then you become that person. Yeah. And it's like, man, I oh buddy, I gotta tell you this before we wrap up. <laughs> it's just when I this is reminding me of the bank. I we I worked with this guy, Dwayne. Is, uh he was this, like, very, like, R&B-esque black guy. Like, he was very smooth in the way he talked. His eyes were always half closed. And you're like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, yo, chillin', man. How you doing? And I was like, I'm oh, doing good. But then any time you gave him an answer, he would repeat it
1: it was really <laughs> creepy.
0: So he's like, how you doing? And he's like, I'm doing good. He's like, yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, doing good. I don't know what's going on. Are we, what's happening, right? So I remember one morning, he was, uh, I was at the water cooler, like, filling my water bottle up before I started. Because you talk all day and you get real thirsty. And the <laughs> way he was sitting, he his cubicle was right by the water cooler. So he leans his chair back. He's like, yo, Mo, you watch basketball? And I was like, yeah, sometimes. And uh, this is a few years ago, so Kobe was still playing. He's like, yo, Kobe's the best. And I was like, what? He's like, Kobe's the best. And I was like, yeah, I guess. It was just a weird way to start the morning because we (laughs) didn't even, it wasn't like, how's your weekend, nothing. He's like, yo, Kobe's the best. And I was like, yeah, you know, LeBron's pretty good too. And, you know, there's a lot of good players out there. He's like, yeah, but Kobe's the best. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then there was like a pause. And then he goes, say it. (laughs) And I was like, what? He's like, say Kobe's the best. And I was like, no, I'm not saying it. He's like, say it. (laughs) And he put this weird, like, pressure on me mentally that he mentally fucked me. And then by the end of it, I was like, Kobe's the best, okay? (laughs) Kobe's the best. And I walked away. And the whole day, I was like, this guy just fucking took over my mind. What the hell is this? Go ahead.
1: You know you want to. Yeah, say it. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to. It's like, say it. Yeah, and then you you probably spent... you know, you never
0: forgot it. And you're just like, motherfucker. Every time you <laughs> yeah. think about it, you're like,
1: I should never have said
0: that. And he walks by and he just looks at you and you're like, yeah, okay. Like, he was in jail. Like, I was his bitch. He's like, oh, I made man. him say Kobe's the best. <laughs> oh,
1: beyond scared straight. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it so was. so funny. That's what it was. Scared straight. Oh. oh, man. All right, dude. Do you have any shows you want to plug? You said you're, you're in Aurelia, right?
1: Uh, Yeah. At the corner on, oh, I'm at the Underground on uh, Friday. Wicked the corner eleven and the corner on Thursday hosting
0: Wicked so oh shit I think I know know we're on the same show man, but yeah sweet yeah wicked buddy you're sweet. fucking Chad man thanks for doing this man.